Welcome back to Speak Truth to Life with your host, Pam Osby. I hope you're having a great week. So I wanted to do sort of two questions or two updates about the six-year-old who shot the teacher who took the gun from his mother. This happened last Friday in Newport News, Virginia. So the, the de- details are slowly coming out because this is an emerging situation. But um, as previously stated, the shooting was intentional. It took place at Rick Neck, Rich Neck Elementary School on Friday, January 6th. So it just happened last week. The teacher is 25-year-old Abigail Zwerner. She was teaching a lesson when the child drew the weapon. Um, the teacher took a defensive pose position and held up her hand and the bullet passed through her hand and entered her chest. She remains hospitalized. She's been upgraded from critical condition to stable condition. So that's a great thing. One of the first questions um, or things that uh, Abigail said when she came back to, you know, in the hospital, she asked about her students. She was more concerned about her students than she was herself. They kind of let you know this woman is really a stellar teacher and she really just cared about her students. Um, in terms of the shot, there was only one, um, only one fired. There was no physical fight between the teacher and student. The child was using a nine millimeter Taurus firearm, which um, uh, lawmakers, I um, mean, you know, the police says described as a handgun. Um, Police said the gun was legally purchased by the child's mother. The child brought the weapon to school in his backpack, but um, the firearm was on the child's body and not pulled from his backpack at the time of the shooting. So right now the police is not telling us or we don't know how the gun was secured in the home, meaning how was the gun Like, where's the gun in a gun box locked up? Or was it like laying around? Was it in a certain location? How did this young, this six-year-old child um, grab the gun? So, and also the police are asking a very good question. How does a six-year-old know how to use a firearm? It's, It's really something that they've never seen in their years of, you know, policing um, being out here doing this. They've never seen it. After Zwerner was shot, she evacuated the children from her classroom. Um, and, um, lawmakers, uh, the, the police down there, they were watching security footage showing that 17 to 20 children went into the hallway, leaving her classroom. And they went into a neighboring classroom. She was the last person. The teacher was the last person to leave and police are calling her a hero. Um, An unidentified female school official entered the classroom and restrained the child while Zerner sought help in administrative offices. Police say they received a call about the shooting around 1.59 p.m. and the first officers arrived on the scene five minutes later. So that's actually very, very, very good in terms of response. The rest of the school was evacuated. Parents were reunified with their children. Students who had been in the classroom where the shooting took place were brought to the school library. They met with detectives and mental health professionals. Um, Because of this incident, uh, classes were canceled for the rest of the week. Um, 
And right now, uh, the district is have to use this as a learning experience to figure figure out some safety protocols against gun violence. Quote, in no way do I believe we were fully prepared for a six-year-old to bring a weapon to school and shoot his teacher. The child is being uh, treated at a medical facility right now. An emergency custody order has been obtained and a judge will need to determine the next steps within the next 96 hours from the time of the shooting. So I don't know what's going to happen. So one of the, the questions that I had to myself was should parents be accountable for their children's gun violence now i don't know if you remember and i don't know if i covered it here but <clears throat> last year there was an incident with ethan ethan calmly over in michigan and um in michigan when he uh shot up his high school at oxford township michigan it left four students dead and seven were wounded. He, he was 15 year old at the time of that incident. So charges were filed against the parents recently. Um, Jennifer and James Crumley each faced four counts of involuntary manslaughter. They are accused of getting their son, Ethan, access to a gun and failing to intervene despite signs that he may have posed a threat to those around him. Quote, gun owners have a responsibility. When they fail to uphold that responsibility, there are serious and criminal consequences, unquote. Um, Ethan, who is being tried as an adult, faces a total of 24 charges, including murder and terrorism. But of course, him, his mother, and his father, they, they have pleaded not guilty to all charges. Um... Now, in this specific case, the Crumleys brought the gun four days before the shooting. And on social media, Ethan called the weapon, my new beauty. That's what he said. And his mother referred to, to it as his new Christmas present. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, researchers are saying that between 75% and 80% of the guns used by children in school shootings are owned by the children's parents or close relatives. Now, it is very, very rare for parents in these situations to be charged with a crime, but like this case in Newport News, Virginia, with a six-year-old child, I don't know, because they can't throw him in jail. He's too young. I think that he may end up, they may end up going after the parents. We will see. A lot of people are debating this because a lot of gun violence, a lot of guns are coming from the homes and the parents, you know, skip the loo and they don't really have any consequences for their children using a gun that was not secured. As a gun owner, you are supposed to secure your gun. You're supposed to be able to have it locked up in your house. Your child should not know how to pick it up, how to use it, how to load it, and how to shoot it unless they've been exposed to it in your home. So in this case with this, this six-year-old child, which uh, we don't know the name of the child, child is so young, they're not like releasing this child's name in Newport News. But it's very interesting to me that uh, we're just now having this conversation because when I grew up on the South side of Chicago, 
um, there were a lot of shootings and a lot of guns were in homes. There, there was a gun in our house, but none of us, because my father was a gun owner and none of us like went and, you know, um, used the gun. I didn't really learn how to shoot a gun until later in my adult years when I was like a intern working for the federal government and they took us to a gun range. That was the only time I ever, ever pulled a gun, to be honest. I've never been comfortable with having like that in my house, but I understand that people have to have guns. It's a touchy subject for a lot of people, but I do believe that if you're going to have a gun in the house, you need to have it secure. Seriously, have it secure. Um, when we see these cases, it's becoming more prevalent. There, there was a lot, a lot of undiagnosed um, issues with our children, whether it's mental health issue or maybe uh, emotional trauma, um, which probably falls under um, some kind of mental illness or diagnosis. A lot of children are having issues, and they're not being caught by their parents. A lot of times parents see these kids and they think that, you know, their son and daughter is acting appropriately around them and smiling and, and they're doing what's expected. So deep inside behind that smile is, is tears, is frustration, is all kinds of emotions going on with our young people and parents are not able to see it. And it's not their fault because you're out there working jobs, you pay bills, you try to make sure you got the food and you make sure you got the basic things to make the home comfortable, but you may miss out on some important things. And I hope that as we see these cases, I hope these counties, these, these, these school districts and, and lawmakers get together and come up with some solutions among themselves. And I know people are waiting for a national banned on certain things, but it's not going to change until they approach in the school system and in the home is changed. Um, like I said, I, I'm, you know, it's devastating to see that now education is where uh, some teachers don't want to go. They don't want to go in school. You know, I, I see a lot of comments on social media about teachers like, I'm so grateful I don't work anymore. A lot of retired teachers are like, they never believe us. They never believe us. And and matter of fact, in this case with Abigail, this 25-year-old teacher, she had incidents with her student, with the six-year-old student that had been identified and brought up to school management and administration. And school administration kind of like really didn't do much. And so even a couple of days before this incident happened, she also had another, I don't know, conference or conversation with school administrators, principal, whoever about this, this student's behavior. And, you know, this child was let down by the school and possibly their family. I don't know what's going on in that family. I don't want to blame the family, but a lot of these things go undetected at home and children are bubbling with rage and anger where things are not being like seen by the parents. 
Because like I said, parents are busy. They're doing stuff. I get that. Um, And I'm not sure if it's like a single mother type of situation. I hope this young man does get help. No, um, because if he doesn't get help right now, it's just going to go down here from here. He's six years old. If he doesn't get the help he needs now, I don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, for him and his undiagnosed issues, they probably need to get him to some therapists and see if he has a mental health issue that's undiagnosed, if he have emotional trauma, was something going on at the home, at the home to him. And the teacher became the point of rage. Maybe he couldn't do something to someone elsewhere. I know that's a little controversial, but having worked with uh, a lot of youth in different schools and programs, a lot of things go on at home. And the teacher is the only person you see. And maybe, I don't know, for some reason, this, this child got fixated on this teacher and angry with this woman. So all I can say is we have to remember that... Um, it's a lot of pieces to the puzzle that we're missing and I hope that they find out so they can best help the young person. And I'm curious to see if Abigail feels like she wants to go back in the classroom. Personally, that would be too trauma, traumatizing for me. I'd be going straight on remote. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm not going back in the classroom, but I'm sure she's 25. She sounds like she's a resilient, amazing woman. Bless her for even coming out of this situation, the first thing she asked about was her students. I I don't see her quitting. I I think she will go back to the classroom. Um, The question is, where is the student going to be at? That's the question. And how much help will they actually get him? And I hope that his parents are forthcoming so they can help this young man, give him the help that he needs because he's screaming right now. That's why he went into a classroom with a gun. I mean, six years old, I think this is the earliest case on record because they don't even have laws for six-year-old children uh, criminally. So it's just a sad situation. But again, when I get some updates, I'll try to let you know so we can try to walk through this together. And to all your parents out there, bless you. I know it's hard sending your kids to school. You don't know what's going to happen if you're, and this triggers people too. I have a lot of friends that are, you know, got children in schools right now. And they're like, you know, some of them like, I'm going to take my kids out of school. I don't want them to deal with this. I would rather like homeschool them. And I mean, homeschooling is okay, but it doesn't feel that socialization that your child may need. So that's one thing you have to think about. But back to Abigail Zwerner, I hope that she heals fine and she's able to go back to her classroom if that's what she wants to do. But there are a lot of opportunities for teachers and she doesn't necessarily have to go back to the classroom if she don't want to. So I think she, I think that she will, though. She just seems like she, she, she's really passionate about what she's been doing with those students. So I, I send love and light to her and her family and love and light to the family of this young man who was struggling and felt like bringing a gun to school was the answer when it's not. And it, this, this, what can we learn from this is conflict resolution for younger kids also has to be taken in consideration. 
depending what they're exposed to in their home with their mom, their dad, their family, and in their community, they are learning. They are observing from us. So we have to remember that part too. You might think that they don't notice when you argue or how you talk to your your family members or your partner or your husband when you're mad. They also are taking notes, silent notes and watching you. So keep that in mind because it's an education for them. Um, Anyway, I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Please be safe out there. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you.